Run, roll, walk. Massachusetts is getting moving again, and UMass Memorial Healthcare is here to do our part. Push, pull. We're the region's leader in orthopedics, with more doctors, more expertise, and more locations than anyone else. Stir, kick, get moving again with UMass Memorial Healthcare's orthopedics experts. Jig, jog. Appointments available now. Call 855 UMass MD. UMass Memorial Healthcare. A proud sponsor of Holy Cross Athletics. Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics. Hello, Seder Nation, and welcome to the latest episode of Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, where we give you an inside look at all things Crusader sports. My name is Sarah Kirkpatrick. I am the Associate Director of Media Relations here at the College of the Holy Cross. And I am so fortunate today to be joined by some tremendously talented women um, whom I'm lucky to call friends, colleagues here at the college uh, as we celebrate the 35th annual National Girls and Women in Sports Day. I'm joined by Senior Associate Director of Athletics and Senior Woman Administrator Rose Shea, Athletic Trainer Amanda Kelly, and Strength and Conditioning Coach Jamie Minez. In today's episode, we're going to discuss our lives as women in sports, uh, specifically working in collegiate Division I athletics. And what actually brings the four of us together today is that the four of us make up the support staff and administration for the baseball team here at Holy Cross. Uh, Holy Cross, we're actually pretty fortunate. We have a number of women in both administrative and support roles here at the college. Uh, baseball is actually one of two teams to have an all-women support staff. Um, so to have an athletic trainer, strength coach, SID, and sports supervisor be all women, and uh, the other team being our volleyball team. Uh, from everything we can gather uh, from what we know, it is definitely not common for this to be the case. Uh, it's definitely a rare thing for, for any team to have an all-women support staff. Um, you can certainly pretty frequently see women in one or some of these roles, uh, but for them to all be filled by women on one team is certainly something that's uncommon and I think certainly something to celebrate. Uh, so I'm really excited today to talk about the variety of our experiences in sports. Um, the four of us work in very different roles, different departments, um, supporting our programs in a number of diverse ways. Um, but beyond that, I'm, in, I'm incredibly excited to talk about our different backgrounds and kind of how we got into sports um, and kind of discuss maybe some of the common challenges we've, we've seen along the way and also just some of the great progress we've seen over the years. Um, so I'm gonna let Rose, Amanda and Jamie introduce themselves before we get too much further. Uh, why doesn't everyone introduce themselves, your current role at Holy Cross and how you ended up here? Uh, Rose, why don't you start? Okay. I'm Rose Shea, as uh, Sarah mentioned, I'm a Holy Cross graduate and I got my start in athletics at Holy Cross as a student. I was a, uh, had a work study job in the athletic department. When I graduated, I did not have a permanent job. I did some traveling the summer after graduation, came back from Europe and was looking around and someone in the office where I'd worked when I was a student had left. So there was an opening. I thought it would be a good job for a year or two. And here I am over 30 years later, still working at Holy Cross. Uh, my first job was a, a mix of sports information and administration. So I had uh, oversight of the field hockey and women's lacrosse teams, I believe. And then I also covered the sports in information aspects for all of the women's teams. So it was a pretty busy job at, at that point in time. Uh, I did that for about solely that for about three years uh, when I then I picked up NCAA rules compliance. It was really an emerging field in the early 1990s. So I was the college's first compliance coordinator or compliance officer. 
hospital. So that, um, as a as a field uh, grew tremendously in the next ten years or so. So I was very involved with that. Um, was advanced to an assistant athletic director position where I uh, gained sport oversight. So I oversaw a number of sports. Um, as time has evolved, I've kind of moved up to um, associate director, senior associate director, with different areas of, of oversight, more sports, uh, different sports that I would oversee. And I'm also um, the liaison with admissions and financial aid. Um, I'm responsible for a bit of strategic planning with the college. We're trying to roll out a strategic plan in the upcoming months, um, oversee sports medicine, strength and conditioning, and uh, with the sports medicine, have had a lot on my plate in the last 10 months or so with trying to um, make sure that our COVID plans were solid and we had good protocols in place. So that's a little of my background and, and, and how I got to where I am today. My name is Amanda Kelly. I am in my 10th year at Holy Cross, uh, ninth consecutive year. Uh, I was fortunate enough to get a internship, the assistantship position at Holy Cross my first year out after I graduated from Springfield College. I'm actually local. I grew up in Northboro, um, so I've known about Holy Cross forever. Uh, so kind of neat being at a school that, that you hear about, you know about the athletics, you know about the history of the athletics programs. Uh, so it, it was neat being able to, to stay close to home, but be at a, a school that has that reputation of the long-term history of basketball and football and whatnot. Uh, so after that first year, that assistantship year, I did go back, I get my master's at East Strasburg. I was a graduate assistant at Lafayette, so I did bounce around the Patriot League a tiny bit, um, but ended up being fortunate enough to come back to Holy Cross after my year in grad school. And I've been here now, like I said, nine years. I have predominantly worked with the men's soccer team, men's cross country, track and field team, and baseball team. Uh, so a lot of male teams under my belt. Uh, so in talking about all this, uh, being a female in the sport and whatnot, I've had my fair share of years uh, with gaining experience and whatnot. Um, but uh, work with a, with a great staff, obviously work with Rose uh, very frequently now. We've been appreciative of her help guiding us through this crazy time right now. Uh, but that's a little bit my history at Holy Cross. Hi, my name is Jamie Minez. Um, I'm an assistant strength coach at, here at Holy Cross. Um, this is my second year, I believe, here. Um, last year, um, I came in as an intern um, in the fall and ended up working with women's volleyball, women's rowing, and women's tennis teams um, by the end of that semester and stayed on part-time throughout the year. Um, and then came on in a full-time role this past uh, fall, working with baseball, softball, field hockey, men's lacrosse, um, and volleyball. So um, I, I actually passed cross paths with Sarah um, at AIC. That's where I first met Sarah. Um, I play college softball there um, at American International College. Um, prior to that, I'm from Southern California, so had no idea about Holy Cross before. Um, until I came out here, um, got my bachelor's in health sciences um, while I played softball at AIC um, and then finished up my grad work there. I got my master's um, in um, exercise science uh, from AIC too. Um, and then from there, that's how I found out about Holy Cross. Um, found, found out about Coach Ollie. Uh, one of my professors actually interned at Holy Cross and thought it'd be a really good fit for me. And, and so yeah, here, here I am. 
Awesome. And as I said earlier, I'm the Associate Director of Media Relations here at Holy Cross. I'm now in my third academic year here. Um, I've worked with a bunch of different teams, um, obviously baseball, uh, women's basketball primarily in the winter, uh, volleyball, working with the football team now, some track and cross country, um, helping out with a lot of different areas as far as social media and content as well. Um, as Jamie mentioned, um, I previously worked at American International College in Springfield, um, worked with a bunch of teams there, um, including the Division One men's ice hockey team. Um, and then before that, I actually was a student at Boston University where I originally intended to become a sports journalist. Um, I intended to become a beat reporter. Um, I really thought I was going to be a sports writer someday. And then in my, my senior year of college, I kind of realized like, uh, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do. Um, and I was fortunate enough um, to to get an opportunity at AIC and kind of delve into this world of collegiate athletics and working within a department. And I've been so fortunate to have the opportunity to work with some, some great student athletes, some great coworkers along the way. Uh, but the first thing I just kind of wanted to talk about was just generally experiences in, in sports, um, both at Holy Cross, um, at previous stops. And I think for me, the first thing that I was kind of taking some notes, trying to think of what, what I wanted to talk about today, um, and the biggest thing for me, I think, was I've, I've been fortunate in that I've been in primarily very supportive environments. I've worked with a lot of men who have my back. I've been able to work with a lot of women uh, who have had my back. Um, so I've been fortunate enough to where I've had, I've had a lot of support across the board. But the things that kind of, you know, grade at you after a while have been just the, the little comments like the, oh, you actually know a lot about baseball or, hey, wow, like, you actually know a lot about hockey. Um, there have been a lot of opportunities and I'm sure Amanda especially can probably relate to this is, oh, sorry, only the team is supposed to go back here. And it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm with the team. Um, my personal favorite is smile more. Um, you don't, you're not smiling. Why aren't you smiling? Um, just little things like that, that, that I've noticed is some of the, the kind of little, little things that, that kind of bug you. Uh, but I don't know what Amanda's experience has been like with that. Well, just you saying that makes me think I actually have pretty good reflexes and pretty good hands at catching things. And if a baseball comes my way or I need to throw something or catch something randomly, everyone turns to me, oh, good hands. I was like, yes, I'm capable of catching things and throwing them back to you sometimes. But when you mentioned that, that, that made me think of that. Uh, but definitely, uh, I mean, if I'll go to a lot of facilities that they have one locker room, it's an open locker room, and being with three male sports, I, I have to finagle what and what space I'm gonna use, um, where I might do my taping, timeline-wise, if I let the guys get dressed first and then I have the coaches check, make sure I can go in afterwards. Um, just a lot of scenarios like that come up, um, especially traveling with a team. Um, I think in, in my experience that there are some sports that just, tend to um, trend more male dominance. So particularly in what I've found, um, men's basketball, football, and men's ice hockey. I think they have longstanding traditions and coaches who have been at schools for a number of years. I can think of a few experiences when we hosted NCAA basketball first and second rounds at the DCU Center and um, men's ice hockey regionals where these you know, Hall of Fame coaches would come in and it would be myself and Sandy Dunn from the DCU Center being the, the, the tournament managers and the ones in charge. And they kind of looked at like, wait, it, it's, it's you two? It's, it's, it's not that guy over there? I'm gonna go ask the question to No, no, it's us. You know, we, we know what we're doing. We're gonna, we're gonna get you through this. 
Um, and, you know, even just a, a group email that goes out and says, gentlemen, well, I'm not a gentleman, but I am the sports supervisor for this sport, but uh, I, I will respond to your question and get back to you with what you need. Um, but it, it's also evolved over time, you know, even within the, the NCA structure, uh, there are so many more female ADs and so many more female commissioners and even staff at the national office that are involved in, in sports in every single level. So I think we've seen tremendous growth um, in, in diversity of, of gender um, and leadership. One thing that you just said, Rose, that reminded me of something that I, I was laughing a few weeks ago on. So on our social media accounts, we'll get a lot of things from, from recruits or from even spam accounts. And uh, it's it, the baseball account in particular, will get messages that are like, dear sir, or hello, sir. And it's like, it's, it's a, I'm a woman, like I'm a woman running this account, just, just as a heads up. And I never, I never reply to those, but it's always just kind of like, hey, like could be more general than that. That'd be great. Would appreciate that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think especially being um, a strength coach in a very male-dominated field, uh, it's is it like 30% are women, so it's the, that majority is definitely male-dominated, and um, and being the only woman full-time on our staff um, has definitely helped um, kind of grow, support that growth towards getting more women into um, strength and conditioning. Um, I think right now it's um, I'm really excited to get some interns. We have interns right now. Um, as well as people part-time that are, that are women. And, and it's really awesome to have to say, hey, like we need to order some women's fit shorts. Like, wait a second, like, like we got a box full of men's fit shorts and we're just like, wait, we want women's fit, come on. So um, when the majority of your staff is women, I think it's really nice. And uh, one of my things I always like to say is like, get her up there. It's like, all right, we got to support each other. Like, what are ways that I can get you to use your voice? Um, I, I think that that's one thing that I was taught at a very young age playing softball. I had coaches, both male and female, that really empowered me to be able to speak up and to lead and to use my voice and to say what I mean and mean what I say in a very concise way. And um, I think that, that that support at a very young age is very important. And I think that um, with these kids coming from different backgrounds, I think it's awesome for them to see uh, someone like myself in this role. And I got a comment from a women's volleyball player the other day. She was like, I'm loving all these women in the office. She was like, it's so nice to see. And it's so refreshing to see. And, um, and especially in the strength conditioning offices. And, um, and so, and it's also nice to be able to connect with them a little more. Uh, women, women athletes in particular, um, to just have someone there that they know that, okay, you get what I'm, I'm going through. You understand the things that I feel and I can confide in you a little bit. And when it comes to the male athletes, they're like, look, like we respect you. Like we, we like to be cared about. And it's, um, an understanding of them as an individual, not just like a, a, a putting on that macho man, um, that macho man stigma towards them and saying, look, like we understand you, we see you as a whole person and, and we're going to treat you as such. Cause we would expect you to treat us the same. Um, and so that, that's been my experience. And I, I've ha I have an awesome staff that I work with and they're all really supportive of myself and the other women um, in, in our offices. And um, I, I think it's a really great environment to be in. And we're really fortunate to have such a supportive staff and, and be supported by you guys as well throughout the athletic department and all the women athletic department really, I, I feel kind of have this connection um, that they just support each other and they're just like big advocates for each other. And, um, and yeah, so I, nothing but great things, especially at Holy Cross. I think that's a good jumping off point about, and I, I touched on this a little earlier about 
being the only woman in the room and how kind of very aware of that fact you can be um, when you are literally the only woman in the room surrounded by men. I remember last, oh God, two years ago now, it's kind of hard to keep track of, of each year. Um, but my first home baseball game I was covering and I was a little nervous. Like I obviously covered baseball games before. Um, but I remember like walking by and like, I knew in the back of my head that, that the athletic trainer for the team was a woman, but I remember walking by Amanda and just being like, oh my God, thank God. Like there, there's one of me that if I, if I, I have, I have an ally, I definitely have an ally. I know SIDs and athletic trainers tend to, tend to have a little bit of an allyship for the most part, um, kind of road warriors sometimes, um, kind of support staff get along in that way. But I think for for us as women working in sports, that is so important to have that connection and have someone that you you know is gonna have your back and understands what you're going through. And I think for for all teams, like Jamie mentions with with um, the volleyball team, I know that's something that they love is having all women around, um, people who understand them, people who are willing to listen. And and for men's teams, um, obviously they've worked with Amanda for years um, with the on our baseball team. They 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 know Amanda. They it's what they're used to. And being around all women for them, it, it's normal. It's no different to them. They just they're working with people who, who are invested and who care about them and, and who want them to be successful. And that's something that the expectation of respect is there. That was that was never a doubt coming in. But that's something that for our male athletes, for for them to see in all women staff and all women support staff, that's important because it's it's normal for them and it's something that they're used to and they they don't know anything different. And that going forward is is super important, I think. Just to go on the opposite, the flip side of that, I think it's really important that we have men who supervise women's sports as well. So, you know, there, there's not the impression that women can only work with women's sports, men can work with men's sports. So I, I think it's a good blend. Um, historically, a lot of, we've had, you know, for a while I would oversee both men and women's soccer and now Taylor is overseeing men and women's golf, men and women and Aaron has men and women tennis. So it just gives the implicit equity aspect to it that one team's not being treated any differently from the other because it's, it's managed by the same person. So, you know, having, having more men involved with women's sports, I think is just as important to see that it is equal across the board at Holy Cross. And also with having Ollie work with as many teams as he, women's teams as he does, it's, you know, we, men and women are, are, are equal here. We care about their, their progress, their success, their health and safety. I think I had a, a skewed reality as to what the workforce could look like. Uh, at Springfield, our education department was predominantly female run. The director of the athletic training education program was female. We did have some males on staff um, but then even just the sports that got covered. So learning at a young age in the athletic training program, I just, I didn't really have that concept that there could be those differences out there and getting into, um, actually my first years at Holy Cross, I did actually all have female sports, but coming back around it and ending up being the only female in a male sport, it was a, it was a culture shock in trying to figure out what my communication to coaches was going to be. Were they going to respect what I was saying? Uh, so it actually took a few years for me to kind of really have any of those actual experiences. I think Springfield did a great job in showing that whether male or female, you're all treated equal if you're an athletic trainer and you've gone through schooling and you're good at your job, not are you a good female athletic trainer, not are you a good male athletic trainer, just are you a good athletic trainer? 
So I think that helped me get, get my baseline of that, but then still on the flip side of it, trying to wade and work through the waters of actually being that finally that female with, with a male team, it, it was definitely a learning curve at the time. Um, one of my first years with football, um, obviously predominantly male sport, male doctors, male athletic trainers, um, I was helping out. And I have to say the, the umbrella of sports medicine with our physicians has been phenomenal. They have had our backs, whether male or female, and uh, football game. And after the game, we were heading towards the locker room and the locker room at Holy Cross is a wide open area for football, but there is a little athletic training room in there. And after game, obviously guys getting ready to shower and stuff like that. I had our male team physician yell at me to get into the athletic training room. I am a medical professional and I'm, al and I'm allowed in that room. Um, and that's kind of what sparked everything from there that as long as I'm being treated as a medical professional, I'm not a female medical professional. In the Patriot League, we've had a great female leadership in our commissioners, uh, starting with Connie Hurlbut and then Carolyn Schlieffemovich and presently Jen Heppel. So I think they manage our athletic directors. They work with our presidents and you know, they are the, 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 the front porch to the Patriot League or, or you know, the, the person leading the, the charge, um, doing equally so for men and women. And you can't help but comment on our leadership at, at Holy Cross under Father Burroughs, our vice presidents, uh, Tracy Barlock, Jane Core, chief of staff, Margaret Frege, Provost and Dean, Dottie Halver, Vice President for Administration and Finance, Marisa Gregg, uh, Vice President for Communications and Marketing, and Michelle Murray, Vice President for Student Affairs and Dean of Students. So if that doesn't stand out as strong female leadership, I don't know what does. One thing I, I wanted to touch on, and this is something that I think especially during the, the last 10, 11 months at this point um, in quarantine during the pandemic, I, I've been reading up a lot on, uh, and that's the concept of imposter syndrome. Um, this kind of constant fear that, am I here because I'm a woman? And this constant fear of just making mistakes. And if I make a mistake, everybody's gonna notice. Um, this kind of constant pressure that, that we place on ourselves um, to think that like, I, if I make a mistake, everyone's gonna see it. Um, and people are going to think differently of me. And I, I, I worked so hard to get to this point. What if I screw it up now? Um, and what if I screw it up? Am I ruining it for every other woman who comes after me? Like our, our people, it's this kind of constant cycle in, in your head. And I think all of us working in athletics anyway, regardless of, of being a man or a woman, there is always that pressure, obviously, to perform and to, and to be at the highest level. But to have that kind of additional pressure on top of that, um, obviously, imposter syndrome is... Is, is more common in women and people of color um, for people who, who are kind of feel like they're in a position where, where it's already noticeable that, that you're different or you're in the minority. Um, so I don't know if you guys have experienced that. Uh, I know it's something that I constantly experience. Um, I, I'm kind of a, an anxious person anyway. Um, I'm constantly aware of any mistakes I'm making, um, but I'd be interested in hearing if, if you guys have had a similar experience to that. Oh yeah, that's, Yes, 100% uh, yes. And if you say no, I, I think everyone's experienced that one time or another. And I think that this, this term imposter syndrome is just kind of like made us understand, okay, what I'm feeling is okay. Like it's, it's okay. But also I, I've taken that and taken it saying, look, that means like I still want to do a good job. 
I think that, I think that that's what's grounded me at the end of the day. And that, um, just reminding myself that like, I deserve and I've worked hard. I deserve what I, what I've earned. And, um, and, and, and I think the biggest thing was the support that I've, I've gotten from uh, my coworkers, my family and all those things, or you get nervous, you get nervous about not wanting to mess up, not wanting to, um, in my case, not wanting to hurt anyone, you know, and, and wanting to make sure that these guys can be healthy enough to perform, um, because of what their, their performance is going to affect everyone on our support staff. So, um, so I, I think in, in my case and my personal experience, definitely felt that early on, um, especially stepping in, um, to a full-time role so quickly and, and at such a young age, it's not very normal to see typically in a strength coach's path you see probably about like six or seven stops before um before they land like a full-time gig um and so when uh, when i got this role it was like knowing that and knowing seeing these these people's pedigrees and, and who else was was going for the job it was it was very humbling but also i was really proud of the fact that look like i deserve to be here there's a reason why i'm here and and i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by that like i'm confident in my ability i'm confident in the fact that um, I know how to command a room. I can talk, talk to people. I, I love people. I love connecting with them. And that's all that mattered. And that's, if I have that care for others, like that's, what's going to continue to drive me in this field. And, um, I, I think that that's what, especially Ollie, Ollie's big on that relationship, on that relationship aspect. And so, um, definitely fit the mold of what we want our, our, our staff to be and what, how we want to support our athletes. And, um, I, I think that that's all that matters. And, and at the end of the day, we're going to, um, continue to do what we got to do to make sure these athletes are taken care of. And, and I sometimes have to put my own insecurities aside for that and understand like, this is what I have to do. And whether it's for a male team or a women's team, um, I, I think that putting them and their, um, their performance up there makes me focus more so on the job and not more so on, Oh, I just don't want to mess up all the time. And, and, um, and I think that's the biggest thing that keeps me going and just getting the support from everyone else as well. I would say that I've definitely experienced it, but I'm happy to say that it gets better. I, I guess, you know, the longer you stay, in your career and develop confidence in what you're doing and build relationships and have resources. If you don't know something, I know I can call this person and, and they're gonna know, or I'm gonna ask for advice from, from this person at this office. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's definitely a real thing and I still experience it, you know, at, at different times. It, it um, you know, in recent years when you have transition and leadership and, you think, well, are they going to think I deserve to be here or are they going to clean house and, and what's going to happen? So, you know, it's, it's, it's part of being in a job and trying to do your best every day. Um, I guess the best I, advice I can say is be as prepared as you can, you know, and, and prioritize and don't spend a lot of time on something if, if you need to be preparing for something that might have a bigger impression on people. So make sure that you're asking the right questions and going to the right people but I definitely have experienced it. <laughs> Just to piggyback off what Jamie and Rose said, um, I, I definitely think I experienced it early on. So kind of the age of what Jamie would have been, um, but I, I definitely think now 10 years in, I, it's starting to ease off a little bit. Um, I was second guessing everything I did. Uh, just wasn't trusting my gut on things, being a little bit more conservative than I should have been. Uh, it, it wasn't really until just having conversations with, um, my supervisor, my other staff members, just them reiterating 
you are here for a reason. You went through all the education you needed to go to. You know what you're talking about. Um, and then again, just having that support from them. We are here if you do need anything. Um, but it has started to ease up a little bit. So for the younger people, it, it does start to get a little better. <laughs> Appreciate what Jamie said earlier too is just that, and this is something that that I've been working on personally is that constant reminder that like okay this just shows that I care this just shows that I want to do a good job because I want to support my student athletes and and me I think a lot of of words that are sometimes coded uh, maybe potentially sexist of being sensitive being emotional um, things like that I think I definitely at times can can verge on being sensitive or verge on being emotional but. I think in a lot of ways too that that's worked to, to my advantage and I think Jamie was has been talking about this as well just caring about people and being willing to connect with people and wanting to know what's going on with them kind of understand where they're coming from um, is something that that you should be proud of that and you should be embrace that as as part of your personality and something that that is benefiting the department and and makes you a stronger person as well. If I can add to that I think that especially going back to working with male sports, you have someone who wants to empathize with them and wants to know how they're doing and how, how mom's doing, how dad's doing and get to know them as a person. They just kind of like, they're like, oh, okay. You want to know more about me than just, am, am I good to throw on Sunday? And um, so it's, I, I think that definitely having different personalities and different um different ways of communicating even with through our own support staff um is is huge and it, it's I think it's refreshing for the guys too to to get that and, and it keeps them going and and it's definitely important for them to feel comfortable here especially this place that they're going to spend four years at um and feel that they're supported and that they're cared for um and so just kind of reaching out in a different way than maybe typically they're like normal sport coaches they see every day. It's, um, I, I kind of compare it to like that, like fun aunt you get to talk to once in a while. That's always really refreshing and kind of puts a smile on your face. So kind of just a different vibe um, than just the sport coaches they see every single day. I've wrapped this up, I think, um, to go off what Jamie's saying and having women in these visible roles um, in roles that are traditionally not reserved for men, but where we've kind of constantly seen men. I know I can speak to, to SIDs, a lot of the percentage breakdowns we see in sports information, uh, that profession is still about 80% men. It's definitely not roles that where it's common to see women. And I know, as we said earlier, we're celebrating National Girls and Women's Sports Day, uh, the 35th annual. And that's and that's been a big topic of conversation this year is kind of seeing women in, in roles where it's not common. You have Sarah Fuller, you have Kim Ng, um, with the Marlins, you, you're starting, we're starting to talk a lot more about women in roles that have been traditionally men and, and why it's important to celebrate that. So I guess, I don't know if anyone has any, any thoughts on, on these, on this topic. I think uh, in athletic training where females are slowly starting to take over, I think the newest breakdown uh, is 55-ish percent females in the profession. Uh, and that's actually going to note in the Super Bowl, there are two athletic trainers, I believe, both on um, Kansas City side. Um, so typically, we don't usually see females at, at that level, but we're slowly trying to break through, um, especially really trying now to show that the, the ratio does swing in the, the way of females. So trying to get us into that professional level, you see a lot of us college, secondary school and whatnot, but really trying to make ourselves known across the board. Um, and I do hope we get to the point of it's just there's an athletic trainer. It's not there's a male or female athletic trainer. There's a 
strength conditioning coach, not male or female. Um, so I really hope we, we see that soon. So yes, we're thinking like Kamala Harris and that we want these people, these referees, these umpires, these uh, coaches to be uh, the first, but not the last. And it's something that we don't have to keep talking about because it's the norm. Um, yeah, I think that that's the, that's the, if we see that that's the norm and then that's, it, then it becomes so much more of a, a, a regular thing in these, and everyone feels supported. I think everyone feels supported. Like I was fortunate enough to have um, really great women coaches that inspired me to be able to kind of speak up and be demand excellence from other people and, and pull that, pull that pull something out of, of an athlete or my teammates or a friend, family member um, that they didn't see within themselves. And I think that that's, or whether it's an intern I'm working with. Um, so I think that if we can continue to support each other and, and continue to have ourselves in these visible roles, um, I think that it's going to continue to inspire the people that come after us to, to jump into those roles and not feel as timid because they're like, oh, well, it's not a very female dominated profession, I'm just going to go do something else. Like, oh no, she, she looks like me. She acts like me. She talks like me. Like, she, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do what she's doing. Um, because that, that's where I was. That's where I, I saw these female strength coaches that have uh, most, um, uh, one that inspired me the most. It was the most, she's a uh, Leanne Blinn. She's the strength coach at ASU um, um, ice hockey came in took an hour of her time to just like sit down and talk and just the way she was was talking about being demanding and being um but also saying look I I deserve that I, I work hard and just not just because I'm a woman it's because I work hard for you I I produce for you and and I'm doing everything that you're asking of me and these are the things that I think we deserve um and and holding other people accountable for for getting that for for women um, I think that if we continue to push the ante on that and it, that, that just becomes a normal thing and it's not a, um, it's not this earth shattering thing. I think that there's going to be those moments right now we're seeing a lot of it. And I think with social media, um, attention, it's, it's awesome to see them using the platform to boost women up. Um, but I think that if we continue with that, it's just become something completely normal, which I think is so important. Uh, this has been an awesome conversation. Um, like I said at the very beginning, I feel so fortunate every single day that I get to work with with amazing people like Amanda, Rose, Jamie. Uh, thanks for taking time to, to chat with me today. I know this is a, a topic that's super important to, to all of us. So to hear from all of you and your experiences has been, has been awesome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!